while we set the round table and pour our libations, let's kick it off by thanking our sponsors. Always support those who support you, you feel me? And with that being said, I'm going to do the best favor I can do. That crack iPhone you got, my G, that ain't player. That ain't professional. And you too, young lady, that ain't cute. Holla at iRepair Mobile on Instagram. That's iRepair Mobile and iRepair Mobile NC for the Twitter. And while you at it, check out the latest and freshest gear with anti-hype clothing at antihype.us. And I ain't going to talk y'all to death. This episode of TTT Podcast, we're back with the fly on the wall conversation. Season 4, episode 8, featuring up-and-coming A&R Jarrett Howard, a.k.a. Ghost, who sits down at the round table to discuss what it means to be an A&R in the streaming era, the current state of hip-hop, and the do's and don'ts for new artists who are trying to break it big, and much more. Definitely a great episode for like-minded individuals who are looking to get into the music business behind the scenes or if you want to be on the stage. And with no further ado, I won't talk y'all to death. Let's go ahead and get into it. You know what it is. You know what it ain't. It's your boy, Flashy Ray. You know my name. You know my gang. And I'm doing what I usually do, talking that talk. And I'm here to undisclose location. Never serve a nigga where you sleep at. Always creep it true to the code. And I'm here sitting across from the, the round table right now. With a, my player partner, Jared Howard, you can just call him Ghost. Yeah, yeah, A and R's A and R. I would say, um, just just doing his thing, man. He got a nice ear for music, and I just wanted to sit down with him and talk this talk this music thing with him, man. Because I, I really don't particularly uh, do too much music music shit on here. Don't get me wrong, I do have my artists and things like that, but I like to talk to them, you know. But I now I want to I want to hear what the with the with the air the air the streets got the got to say about what's going on and what's the climate around them, man. And uh, we're here to talk that talk. Um, and with no further ado, I do give good introductions, but you always do better. What up, what up? This is Ghost, a.k.a. Jared Howard. I appreciate you, man, for having me on, man. This is really dope. It's a pleasure. It's always a pleasure. Anybody I sit across the table is a pleasure. I don't um, – I, I do everything with integrity, so so I, I appreciate you nah, for, I for, for being appreciative. Mm. But – um. Who who who's Jared Howard? I mean, why 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 am I sitting across the table for with, with Jared Howard right who now? Who is Jared Howard? Uh, music lover, film lover, sports lover. I love anime. I just like a bunch of information, but I am like, I'm a music lover at heart. Like ever since I was probably in like middle school, high school, I was like burning CDs for people. Like I would, I would take down what they would like. Go to LimeWire, FrostWire, go make a CD. See, people don't even know about that right then. Like yeah, the whole struggle of that, and just me. like bring them, like five dollars, like hustling the little CDs at school, like trying to put everybody on like new songs and everything. Like that's who I've always really been. I think it really took off when I was in like high school and my friends started to rap, and they're just like, oh yeah, you know. We have a good ear for music. We listen to the same stuff. So he was like, can you manage me? So after that, we had like book shows in like New York, Pittsburgh, L.A. And we had success doing that. And just by doing that, like I just kind of found out that's what I wanted to do. Okay. Well, so um, you you said something really important because people don't know about those line wire days. They don't know about those frost wire days. They don't know. Even going back to the first, if I'm not mistaken, um, um, Rapster, rap, um, Rhapsody, rap. Um, what was that? What, was it? Was that? Oh, Napster, Napster, Napster. Napster, Napster. Yes, That's yes. what it was. Get my getting that mixed up, but yeah, Napster was the first one, and uh, yes, and then it, it was Jamster. Was. It had Jamster, Jamster too. Was another one. Yeah, that I remember true. them. I remember them joints, yo. I remember them, but that 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 era is a lost era right now. Um, it music. definitely is, and like, okay, contrary to popular belief of what people think. I really think we're living in the golden age of music right now because oh, yeah, you can literally listen to as much stuff as you want. Even if you didn't like who's coming out or the new people coming out, you can literally pick up your phone, turn on like something from the 70s or the 60s. Like You can play like Gladys Knight. You can play Jay-Z. You can play Nirvana. You can play Lil Pump. Like pretty much anything that you want to listen to you can just pick up your phone and listen to right now you could not do that before yeah i agree i i, I completely agree with that actually um i i i i appreciate the the access of music that we have mm. but i don't appreciate the lack of appreciation of music because mm. i feel like the 
with every everything being so accessible, people aren't um they aren't taking liking to the skill of whatever it may be because you don't have to like the the lyrical lyrical rap. You don't mm-hmm. have to like because it, it's always been different type of hip hop since I've known this shit. Like, of course, it's yeah. never been one type of rapper. Yeah, like, it's never easy. been that. So I even dislike when people act, act, act as though that it's never been diversity in hip-hop because it's always been, honestly. That's another thing I definitely don't like. It's like, because, like, I love lyrical rap, but I also love, like, turn-up stuff. It kind of makes me feel bad when people just like, oh, I can't really listen to turn-up stuff, like, whenever I'm not going out. I was like, why not? So you only listen to conscious stuff when you're sitting at home? Because, like, how many times do you really go out? I feel like me personally, a lot of people mess with my taste in music because it's, like, very eclectic. It ranges across, like, a bunch of different genres. And, like, I'm really open to a lot of different styles of music because I listen to a lot of different styles of music and I'm able to find like appreciation yeah, I was within <laughs> various styles. I was looking, looking at your last YouTube video that you had put up mm-hmm. and uh, you were talking about this band that was in London. Mm-hmm. Uh, I f- it was I f- Jungle. There we go. Jungle. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like, yo, what the fuck did he even like, I'm like, what? Like, I'm like, okay. It's like, just like, I, I said, I'll ask him later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just like searching for music, man. Like Jungle, they're really dope. Uh, the two front men, they wanted it to be like a whole secret at first, and they didn't want like the focus. They wanted the focus to be on like the choreography and like the dance moves and everything. But eventually, you know, as soon as they got like bigger and they signed with XL Recordings, then you know a little more information came out. But I don't know. Like now, I find a lot of my music just based off of certain websites. Uh, now I find a lot more music also talking to a lot of different A&Rs because I'm pretty well connected. I'd say I like I'm pretty connected in the industry. Like I know people are uh, a bunch of different record labels like RCA, Capital, I've A&R'd and interned for like people like John Tanner's and stuff that caused me to like open my mind to a lot of different music and why certain people like, like, you know, why certain people like certain artists and why and trying to find, like, appreciation in certain artists. But, like, back in the day, like, I just used to be, like, on SoundCloud, like, Hot New Hip Hop, like, Two Dope Boys, like, you know, all the, like, the old school blogs pretty much. And that's kind of where I found, like, I don't know, just scouring the internet for music. Like, I remember the first time I listened to Travis Scott, it was a video called Love Sit. And I literally thought, I was like, dang, this dude is going to be, like, he has, like, a Kanye similar, like, aesthetic. And I just, like, I can easily see in that blowing up. But this is like probably a back in like this is probably like 2010, 2011 when I seen that. Same thing with Big Sean. I remember vividly I was going to like and Serge will even tell you. Like, I seen your Instagram picture. That's yeah, like, with yeah, Big Sean. Look, you, look, I don't think I ain't listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I was literally I was <laughs> literally like it was a free concert at UNCG because you know I'm from I told you I'm from Greensboro. So like I told everybody in high school, I was like Yo, Big Sean is coming. It's a free show. This out there. They looked at me like, "Who the hell is that?" Like, this is that and third. Like, okay, Jerry. Like, whatever. I was like, "Dude, this dude is gonna be big." Like, I'm telling you. So then I went to the show, met this dude. He was like, um, I don't know if you know this, like a little rap duo called Chitty Bang. No. They're like, no, they're like, they were like popping back then. But um, Big Sean was opening for them actually. But then a year later. That's when Big Sean blew up and like like early stuff like that. That's kind of when I felt like I had like a certain ear to like catch on to see who was going to like blow up. And like that's when I was just like, you know, I either want to manage like do I want to be in the music industry because I feel like I feel like a lot of people have a good ear for music. But I feel like I really have like a good ear for music and able to like catch on to like certain things like early on. Okay, well, let me let me ask you this because I mean, you 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 say these things, but I know that a lot of work has to come with searching about artists mm-hmm. and knowing why you actually like them, knowing why your mm-hmm. ear is being tweaked to this person. What what is the science behind actually researching and getting to a point where you know that the artist has something and has it because a lot of people want to do and want to be that tastemaker. They want to be that person that's able to do what they do because of what they like, because mm-hmm. that that's pretty much what you're, wh- I don't know if you realized it yet, mm-hmm. but you are, 
putting yourself in a position of creating a career off of people accepting what you like. Mm-hmm. That's important. Yeah. That's important. People don't even listen to their parents. So if they f- feel like that they can listen to you and your music ear, that matters to them. Yeah. But see, they sit there and listen to like all these different playlists and like, like the, cause I know I'm not like the average listener because I feel like I have to listen to everything and a lot of different stuff because I want that to be my profession. But like the average listener is going to listen to like most things that you trusted curators or trusted like playlists that they're going to listen to for now in today's age, whether it's on YouTube, um, Spotify or Apple, like they, most people find stuff off of that unless you're just like creating like viral content really, or just something just like just a whole, unless you're just core fan base, just like, keeps telling people about you but you're asking me like how do i go about like finding music or what yes, do you think correct for That's as exactly. far as like what genre um any 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 genre mm. because i mean it, it, it's science that goes into that because like i said it the the, the fact that you are checking out bands there in, in london mm. that y- you if, if somebody would um judge a book by its cover they don't think that you may or may not even look you know take feel as though that you even would broad that you know have a um a musical ear that that's that broad uh-huh. so i mean what goes into it in general because i mean and then also this because everybody wants to be the first to break an artist or be the first to uh know that this 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 guy or girl or this band had it mm-hmm. like everybody wanted to do that like so what goes into doing that because i mean if you if you s- feel as though that your ear is at a, at a certain taste level um you have a certain um uh, yeah this th- a certain taste level for the type of music that you like and you know that you just hear it differently hear mm-hmm. it differently again what wh- what can you say to people that want to walk in the same footsteps as you um i would say well first of all and like you know i'm gonna speak I like okay you know i'm black or african-american so like i feel like a lot of like african-americans we can open our ears up to a lot different music like rock pop it's just really like a growing appreciation for music because like sometimes like i'll go out and tell my friends i'm just like there's some days when i don't even listen to rap even though i love rap i love r&b like that's what i grew up on but like also i grew up on stuff like green day and metal bands like megadeth and like I love Nirvana. I love Kurt Cobain. I like Pearl Jam. I like, like, when you start to listen to stuff like that, then you grow, like, an appreciation for, like, other people's art and music. But first, you should definitely, I mean, everything's going to be somebody's opinion. But, like, you should definitely look for things that you like, but you also got to look for other things, like, is there a market for this? Another thing, like, I feel like a lot of people jump the gun on, like, signing new acts, like, does it sound too derivative? Like there's been plenty of times where I've told artists where like, you know, you sound good and like you have like, you know, good production, good voice, good song, but you sound too much like somebody else. It's kind of like, I'll use designer. Like I'm not trying to throw any shade at designer, but he sounds a lot like future. So like, but he doesn't make better music than future. So in the end, who was going to last longer, like not to say like even with the Kanye cosign and everything, you still he sees he hardly moves any movement, like any like units like that, because he sounds too much like future. Like you should be able to create like your own unique sound or your own unique movement. And if you can't, then you need to be able to kill it like somebody like and like because people get, keep thinking like, oh, well, this sounds easy or I can make this type. Rap. I was like, it's a lot harder than what it actually kind of sounds like, because. I mean, you kind of look at people like Uzi, Playboy Cardi, like. Nah, Uzi's a genius. Yeah, no, yeah, no, nah, Uzi, Uzi. Okay, Uzi. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll put, I'll say, uh, I'll say Cardi. I'll <laughs> say Cardi or Six. I fuck with Cardi though. I yeah, Cardi but see, too. I mess with Cardi. Like, I have his like vinyl and everything, but he's not saying like. Oh no, he doesn't. He's not saying shit, shit yeah, on yeah, there. No. But it, he just knows when to weave in and out of those pockets, and I feel like to an even bigger extent, like. Say people like, you know, they have bars, but they're not the most lyrical people. Like, say, like the people I used to listen to back in the day, like Jada, like Jada Kiss or like 
Ludacris or like somebody like that. But it's just like they have like the voice and they know when to weave in in and out from the beat where it's going to sound appealing to like the listener. Like that's something that you can't like that's something that you either have it or you don't. It's also like songwriting too. Like I remember I'll never forget like I listen to Lana Del Rey now, but it's because of um John Tanner, somebody I was like being under like mentored with and he's now with RCA Records like he used to tell me like the whole working and like the production going behind Lana Del Rey and the songwriting is like so like intricate and so like complex and that she just goes out there and kills it that and her team is so like you know detailed about like each release that it's so impressive and that caused me to look at like damn like this is really impressive like she's really going out here and killing it whether you like her music or not i feel like you can find like an appreciation in like a lot of different music and i feel that way about a lot of things that i like but as far as music i feel like it's like that but i would say good to go back to your question like i mean you were answering it oh you okay were, no you know you were answering yeah. it while you were uh, while you were talking because i mean i was gonna um get you get back on track mm-hmm. with everything because i mean you were saying that how you got to make sure that when you're listening to someone you they're they're marketable you mm-hmm. they're they're not sounding like someone else so those things th- those are certain things that go into what mm-hmm. you feel is okay and when i say and when i say marketable like i don't want somebody to sit there and think like oh you have to sound like uzi or like because look at the three biggest rappers in the game they're like easily we can name off top drake kendrick cole like they sell the most units out of everybody but cole and kendrick like they don't really have like the sound like all these up-and-coming rappers have so i don't understand like like i'm really excited about mick jenkins project yeah mick jenkins is hard like in he Chicago. yeah but like he a while ago. yeah <laughs> but like see he doesn't have like the typical sound like there's a literally a market for everything so i really don't get why people like throw shade like i understand like because you see six nine everywhere but there's a market for that like if you go to his shows you're gonna see uh, all the kids yeah you're gonna see all the kids yelling yelling his names out but like i literally went to like a j-rock show and stuff i seen people singing to his stuff so like you just had to learn how to make the best music your best way and i know people keep thinking like oh if you make something commercial then you're like a sellout or whatever it's just like no you're making music to appeal to everybody to, to, to everybody to, to people, more people right. mm-hmm. so that's why a lot of people keep saying like there's a you know, there's a whole debate about, oh, To Pimp a Butterfly is Kendrick Lamar's best album. Like, mm. but see, a lot of people saying, like, Kendrick himself will say, that. like, a, but, like, a lot of people think that. That shit hard, but it I is wouldn't hard. say that. But see, like, a lot of people saying, like, this is, like, so crafted well. This is, like, a hip-hop album to, like, a T, but it doesn't really resonate. Like, he never, has anybody ever noticed that he never really went on tour with that album? Because you can't really go, like, perform those songs besides like all right and like get the whole crowd interactive it's like you're kind of listening to poetry which i don't yeah, mind and, and it's really dope and it's really good but like that's why damn damn is his most commercial album but like it's his most successful album because he's still able to like the musical geniuses like him drake and cole they're able to push their message and like you know future your break like i like to use the analogy future your breakfast but like grind the pill up and like you're, they're gonna feed you their message within, like within like these choruses and stuff like that. Because Kendrick is still saying stuff, but oh, it's yeah. just not like on to like the whole intellect, like like the intellectual level of like somebody like Lupe Fiasco or something like that. But yeah. d- as far as damn goes, but like every other project, Kendrick Kendrick can give you that, but he just wanted to make something different. Yeah, I, I mean, I I, I, I completely understand what you said by that. So, um, w- once you feel as though that a artist is possibly marketable, what mm. what goes into it after that? Obviously, they have to be um, distinctual. They have to make sure that they distinguish themselves from everybody else. Also, that goes into being marketable. I'm pretty sure. Mm. And and what what was would be the the next thing that you would say that an artist has to you know catch your eye or catch your ear on uh i would say like a lot of artists i feel like they're lazy because like they see people blow up off of like soundcloud and stuff but i would say you have to do your research like know who your market is like 
look at similar artists that you feel like you sound like. Like I hate or I literally hate artists that go on and say like, oh, I don't sound like anybody. I'm making like somebody sounds like something. So like you can find something that's similar to you and find that market. Reach out to people that's making playlists that likes the similar music as said artists that you're similar to. Make sure that you go on like distribution things like TuneCore and DistroKid. And so you can have your music on audio mac soundcloud youtube music like if you're accessible everywhere then like it's more of a chance that somebody's going to find your music so like you know making sure like you have your songs registered under like ascap or bmi making sure you have like your copyright and publishing together making sure your rollout is pretty straight because like you know it's cool to just drop like an album and not have like a rollout plan but like Really, unless you're like Beyonce or Drake or Kanye or somebody, yeah. then it doesn't really work because they already have a fan base and you're trying to build a fan base. So I would say like the best thing to do is probably like to gauge the fans' interest. I always think the best way is to like drop like a three to seven track EP because then you can see like where you're at. You can see you can gauge people's interest. You can take criticism and construct the tr- uh, criticism. And then you can go back and like try to fine tune it. Not saying that you have to change your whole sound or listen, but like ultimately, no, you can listen to the yeah, people that you want. Yeah, like be- ultimately, you're gonna want people's opinion because like I be telling artists too all the time, like you have to be able to take criticism because you not just if you're just wanting to make music just to listen to in your basement for the rest of your life, and it's like oh I'm making the greatest stuff since sliced bread. Everybody don't know what I'm talking about. Then like you can go ahead and do that, but you're not really gonna sell or like have a market or make a living off of music like you're trying to make. Yeah, I, I definitely don't uh, disagree with that. It's, it's so mm. funny. I was having a conversation about this earlier today, and um, uh, the person I was having this conversation with, I will definitely make sure that they do listen to this because they definitely need to. But um, now because, I mean, every uh, everybody got to start from somewhere. Everybody has to make sure that they are knowledgeable with the things that they are wanting to invest themselves in invest their times in because just how you said a lot of a, ra- a lot of rappers and just not even rappers just people in general are fucking lazy honestly they they just how you say they see the people that are at the top and they see the success story they don't see the fact that an overnight success is always take 10 years like that's the saying they say you know overnight success mm-hmm. takes 10 years so people don't see that and people feel as though that just how you say they 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 get I don't I, I don't I don't even really know what to call it, honestly, but they just aren't taking the time out to do the homework because that, that matters. That matters. Like mm-hmm. if you want if you want to have fans, you got to get them. If you want to uh, have a following, you got to do what you have to do to get a following within the followers that you want. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want the whole world, you got to do things that the whole world is going to yeah, see. But if sure. you only want 100,000 people, you got to do a things that 100,000 people want to see yeah and, and hundred thousand people that, that you want yeah even if it's a thousand because mm-hmm. the fact is if if your product is good a thousand people coming back to pay you a hundred dollars every month is a good living see, enjoy yourself you know what i mean see that's another thing like doing doing a r for like some of these like bigger vice presidents and like well-known people i don't want to say like every like you know the term like everybody's getting slept on i've literally heard them listen to people with like 50 followers and like 200 followers and say it's dope like it all just depends because like if your music really is as good as like you think it is then somebody's gonna find it. that's a fact like i talked to an i talked to enough a and r's like every single day that every week they just scour the internet for music so if you're trying to tell me that like nobody's listening to your music or nobody's shown these people your music then like you just need to be better or yeah. like you need to like work on get something, your marketing. get your marketing. Up. Yeah, for real. Like, I feel like too. a lot of artists need to treat themselves like, cause you're really like a brand. They don't, they like don't look at it that way. They don't they look just, at it like that. Because they, right. they, they've been a lot of, a lot of our era has been, um, pacified with the label, um, mentality. And we seen the Jay Z's, we seen the Dame that, De- I mean, we seen the, um, Irv Gotti's, we seen, mm. you know, all, all, all those type of people that have ran record labels, and got backing now it ain't about that it's not about no backing now it's about whether you can get a following because they're not trying to they're not they're not even hollering at you if you can't get engagement nowadays Mm -hmm. like that matters to them 
Like, if you want that back in, oh, you mm. got to work for it. You yeah. have to really work for it. And I want, like, I just dislike when artists be like, oh, well, you know, I'm making music, but I don't really have enough time to go and look, like, for the A&Rs or the people making playlists. I'm just like, how could you not have enough time to go do your research and look at people that's within your field that you're trying to push music to, then you're not that serious about your brand. And if if you really, truly don't have enough time like that, then you need to have, like, a manager to try to do that right. for you. right. Because if you're not networking and making as many connections as you can, then, like, you're just going to stay wherever you're at. And that applies to, like, anything, whether if it's, like, you're working in, like, an office. If you're not over there, like, talking to, like, the executives, not saying, like, you have to brown nose everybody, but, like, if you're not, like, shaking hands. Somebody and like just know your face. Yeah, like, somebody <laughs> got to know who you are. Nobody ain't going to just know Lil Lil from Instagram. They yeah, exactly. You just literally hoping, at that point, <laughs> you literally just hoping, you just trying to throw out music and hope somebody just come along and be like, oh, yeah, this shit is hot. So, oh, I'm going to just hit this dude up and, like, I'm going to keep track of him. But, like, the main point, I feel like an artist, like, make labels want to come to you. Make indie labels come to you. Make distribution companies come to you make like streaming companies like i like make streaming companies that maximize like your digital revenue make them come to you because then at the end of the day you'll have all the control because you'll be able to like manufacture like a deal that's like you know better for you maybe not not everybody wants to sign with a major maybe you want to sign with an indie maybe you just want to sign a partnership with a label and have like their distribution like it's like it just depends on your situation really yeah, I, com- I completely agree with that. Now, let me let me ask you this though. So, w- how how do you go in? Because you 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 said you manage artists before. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know. Well, I, every artist isn't going to be a Drake. Every artist isn't going to be that pop star. Definitely not. So how do how do you go into being being honest with your your artists and w- when it comes to managing and when it comes to scaling the the their their um talent their likability and things like that mm. um i stopped managing artists like because i'm recently i'm really trying to get back in i'm actually trying to get back into it right now but i just stopped managing artists because like i don't really like dealing with people's egos like that and artists have a lot of egos and of course you're going to be sensitive because it's like what you make but like at the end of the day, like even it like let's just say you blew up and got really big, like you're gonna have to have a team to answer to. So when are you gonna start listening to your team? Like you can either build your team or you can sit there and wait for a label to give you a team of like a A and R, like a publicist and all that, and just not feel even more comfortable. So you're just gonna listen to a bunch of people that you don't know or listen to a team that you actually made and have like a well oiled machine going on and decide on stuff as a team. Like, yes, at the end of the day, like it's your music and you can do whatever you want with it, but like if you're not listening to your team then like y'all not really gonna go nowhere. Like you're the literally the you're the point man of the team, but like all the other parts of your team matter. I definitely would say that. How how do you feel as though that they can go about getting that? Because I mean, you said that I, I, obviously I um I don't I don't, I would suspect that somebody wouldn't want to be being told to do things by people mm-hmm. that they don't know. So how do how do they go about getting those people and getting people that they can trust around them? Because I know that it's it's hard for artists to do that. Mm. I feel like good A and R's like they already like see the talent within that person and they you see the raw potential and see what they can be. It's like foresight. So it's not so as like, I want to control what you're doing. I just want to help expand it and make your sound like even better. Like we could go back and add like guitar riffs on this, or we can go back and add this on this part and stuff like that. It's just like, it's more so like fine tuning an artist. Cause like you can kind of look at people. Like I'll be telling people all the time, like everybody can sing. Like, people on the street can sing. My mom can sing. So it's just like, but I'm not going to sit here and be like, my mom can make, like, a hit record. It's just like, how can you make, like, songs that people's going to want to gravitate to? And that's another thing, like, sometimes people have to come in, like, at different points. Like, are you a producer? Maybe your beats are more stronger than, like, your rapping. Maybe you need to try to come in being a producer. Maybe your songwriting, like, you can literally get, like, it's so easy to get, like, a songwriter's check, but everybody is so focused on being, like, the actual artist. Maybe, like, 
you coming into the game could be you just pinning a bunch of songs for a bunch of different people and like getting like the publishing off of that and people picking up on that and you growing connections and building industry connections through that and then you can be like okay well here's what I'm working on here's my music and along the way you're also gaining knowledge on how to like songwrite how to like you know learning to use different cadences learning like what goes where in a song learning how the music business goes so I would just say I would just like do that if you're like trying to A&R if you're trying to like to break artists because like you know um the streaming area is like what's popping now so like you know there's a cup there's a handful of blogs that's like breaking artists and it's probably like lyrical lemonade no jumper pigeons and planes like uh fashionably early is one of my favorites but like other than that like i mean there's a couple others that i like but other than that it's just like it's literally like tastemakers and creators like youtube personalities like people making playlists, like people throwing shows, like they're really breaking artists. So the best way to go about it now being an A and R is I'd have to say is like listen to as much music as you can and, you know, manage somebody. Cause, you know, if you break that artist as man- that you're managing, then like people's gonna be like, Oh well That's his work. That's yeah, that's work his work. Like yeah, he has his ear for work, talent. Yeah, yeah, he has an ear for talent. So like he's like managing this artist and they're doing really well. They're like their followers are going up. Their their plays are going up. It's pretty much about that now, I'd say. And and uh, a question popped in my head just now because. Okay, okay, okay. Y'all already know what time it is, man. It's time to take a slight intermission. Y'all know I got to thank my sponsors. I know I have a lot of iPhone subscribers, and we tend to get careless with our hooks at times. But I'm here to let you know that iRepair Mobile can pull up to you on the spot. Just shoot a quick DM to the Instagram page at iRepair Mobile or iRepair Mobile NC for the Twitter. And when you do so, make sure you use that Talk That Talk promo code. That's pound TTT. And while you at it, check out the latest and freshest gear with anti-hype clothing at antihype.us. And that's only if you're looking for the fly and exclusive. And we're roughly about 30 minutes into the convo, man. And Ghost, he's just been dropping gems, man. And, I mean, honestly, with no further ado, let's just get back into the conversation. The climate is changing with the hip-hop scene with mm-hmm. a lot of resurgence of women being rappers and women being back on the scene. And it, it it's coming back to a time where the old days and the first days was going on when you we had the MC, well I, I obviously it was before my time but mm. when i was a kid we only had a couple female rappers you had foxy brown little kim eve but other than that you know we now now you got everybody everybody's doing it so what what do you what do you see is what, what do you see the future for the female rapper because at, at a time, Nicki Minaj has had, had her crown, but she hasn't progressed to me. I should say, in my personal opinion, she hasn't progressed her audience and progressed, matured her audience and ma- matured her music. Mm-hmm. And now everybody that has learned from her is kind of surpassing her mm-hmm. and, 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 and just doing what she's doing, did and doing it a little bit better, or just doing it a little bit more savvier with this, this streaming and internet era. Uh, what, what do you see about that shift that's happening? Um, I like to say like, and it's funny that you said that because literally I didn't think it was going to be this big, but like probably at the top of last year, I was telling people, I was like, Cardi B is going to like, I think Cardi B is going to really make a waves. But then this is before Bodak Yellow. And I was just saying like, but I didn't think it was going to be that big, but I say like women rappers, it's definitely more of a market for them right now. Because if you look at people that's really blowing up, like, and it's like, and because of the way music is, like, everybody has, like, a different sound. Like, I feel like you can be, like, a fan of, like, Cardi B, and you can be a fan of, like, people like Rhapsody, who just, like, she got, like... I, and, I am. Yeah, and she and she got nominated <laughs> she for a Grammy, is. and hardly, so, hardly people talk about it, or her. But, yeah. like, the true, like, rap and hip-hop heads, like, they really, and people that appreciate that kind of stuff, like, you're going to get respect in that. Like, it may not always show up in, like, the streams, but you'll always have, like, I've seen Cardi and Nicki and other people, like, talk about her. Like, an- another rapper I like coming I like coming up, like, I haven't really necessarily gotten too much into her music because, you know, 
I feel like it's a certain niche, but Rico Nasty. Oh, I fuck like, with Rico she's Nasty. She's nice. And she's from Maryland, yeah. too. Yeah. Well, she's from DC, PG area, but yeah, I fuck with Rico yeah, Nasty. Yeah, Rico though. is nice. But it's just like, you know, Asian doll, Cuban doll. Like, there's a bunch of different, like, women rappers out there, like, people that mess with it. So, like, I feel like it's a great time to be, like, a female rapper. Like, I know somebody was asking me, he's like, do you ever think like rap was set like a gay rapper? And I'm just like, well, there is a gay rapper like Kevin Abstract. He's like the front man of Brockhampton. They're like a rap group. They performed on like Jimmy Fallon last night. They're one of my favorites. Yeah, I know who. Um, they had like a little shit on Vice or something mm-hmm. like that. They had, like, they had like a documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their fan base is so like passionate, and that's kind of like how like you need your fans to be because they got <laughs> a number crazy. one album. Yo, Th- no, it's their album went number one. They sold like 110 units or 105 units or 100k units or something like that. And like, you know, not even everybody was talking about it. But see, like their fans were so passionate about it that, and they built, cultivated that following. Where like, oh, everybody's messing with it, and people like Pharrell and like everybody else just appreciated their craft, and they were just like, oh, well, we mess with Brockhampton now. Like I just seen them take a picture with like Paul Rudd or something like that. So that's really crazy. So, man, man that's, 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 uh, I mean, I wonder if we will have a, like, but I mean, really an openly gay rapper, though. But, he, but see, Kevin is gay. No, like, I ain't he has saying, like a boyfriend. No, but I'm You're saying, saying like a like, solo act? Yeah, right. Okay. And then, and, and, and not even just a solo act, mm. but more of a, more flamboyant, I should say, because okay. he's not, like, he's not, you, yeah, he's not really right, flamboyant. If you, if you look at him, you wouldn't know, you mm. know what I mean? But it's, 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 I wonder if 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 that if the culture is gonna push the edge that way. I mean, mm. I, I, I'm not saying that they wouldn't because at this point in time, I mean, it's we live in a culture where anything goes, man. I mean, do do you feel as though that uh, that that's that the music in general, the sound of music and the sound of hip hop has been stretched um, beyond you? Well, it, it, of course it has, but beyond what you imagine when you were growing up. Because I mean, when we were growing up, music is has changed so much since then. Mm-hmm. Like, wh- wh- how, do, how, how do you think that it's going to even go more? I mean, we just literally had a conversation. We went from this, the, the resurgence of women uh, coming back and being uh, a, a forefront, not just even just being in their own category, because I hate when people say she's good for a woman. I hate, I, I, I hate that woman female, because we just literally talked about the fact that Rhapsody just was nominated for a Grammy. Grammy. Yes. That's for all over rappers. a lot of dudes. No, 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 no. That's for all. That's for all rappers. Like over That's a for lot all of dudes, rappers. over a lot of uh, males. Or excuse me, over a lot of women too. Like so, it, we we can't. That, that, that's why I hate when people do that. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I mean, we 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 um we we, we 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 like I said, we just talked about the resurgence of the woman rapper. We uh, talked about literally a possibility of. A, a openly gay rapper as far as a being really flamboyant things like that mm-hmm. but where do you hear the sound being pushed because i mean we hear young thug getting he and you touched on it earlier with cardi and how these uh, young rappers or and young artists because i don't even like to call them rapper because mm-hmm. there's more artists now they're, yeah. they're they're finding a way to get with the to stretch the sound of hip-hop mm-hmm. i feel like and it's funny because i was talking to uh, I was talking about this with one of my friends. I ain't too bad then. Shit, I got everything you've been talking I about. I feel recently. <laughs> um, the sound. Okay, you know, like how back in the early, probably like two thousands, like the main like music was like rock up until like last year, and like the sound was more like you know Green Day, um, My Chemical Romance, and like you know bands like that, Foo Fighters. I feel like now with the emergence of like now that rap is that. Like, a lot of people, I feel like the sound currently is pushing towards a mixed blend of, like, rock and rap. Like, you hear, like, you see things like Juice World and, like, and... Yeah, I'm, I'm and confused it, about Juice World. He's mm-hmm. new to me. I just only got hit, hip to him because he did the shit with Future, but mm-hmm. we'll talk about him after you. We, we, we'll, we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. But go ahead. I'll but see, like, Juice is, like, he grew up in an era where, like, he's young, so, like, he pretty much grew up in an era where... He could just go and listen to like My Chemical Romance or he could go listen to like Biggie and Tupac and like because he freestyles, but he also incorporates like a lot of guitar with his stuff. He also and he also will go off on like an hour long freestyle. And so people would just be like, is it rap? Is it rock? And a lot of like rap peers, they'd be like, I don't really like the sound. This is a third. But like they don't really get like anything 
and everything is gonna like evolve over time so like either you're gonna like it or you're not but i feel like that's where the sound is pretty much going it's pretty much going to like a whole like rock like because even if you think about like people like playboy cardi and like he reminds me so much of like one of these like punk bands because and so there's like travis and stuff because like they mosh at people they mosh at their souls like mm-hmm. you don't see moshing at like a lot of rap shows you see but you're literally seeing like black people mosh you're literally seeing black people mosh with white people at like cardi shows or excuse me playboy cardi shows so it's just kind of like i feel like that's where the sound is kind of going only because it's kind of like a whole like youth and revolt movement so it's kind of more like of a I say like a punk rap kind of thing. But like it's also like, you know, we also have like people making like pop rap songs. But like when you really think about it, like rap is now the most listened to genre. So technically rap is pop. right? No, now. That's, that's what it is. I yeah. mean, because pop just means popular. Music. Yeah. If bluegrass happened to be the most listened to genre, that would be pop. Music yeah, that would right be now. pop. So, yeah, I, I so you're absolutely correct. That's why I, I, it's funny you said that because I actually call it hip hop now. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I call it because I mean that's what it is, and I'm not m- mad that it's like that. But just how you said, we just need to appreciate the growth of it. We yeah. need to appreciate the fact that hip hop is it's like 40 years old. I yeah, mean, it's, it's like it's not gonna stay the same. Like it, it's kind of like I be telling I tell like people, my mom like she likes like heavy D and people like that. But she thinks like '80s rap is the greatest. Like she doesn't really listen. She never really listened like Biggie or Tupac like that. But I'm thinking like, dang, how could you That's not listen I'm, to yeah, this? Right. So then yeah. I'm thinking like, but see, like you're, everybody's gonna feel that way. Like there's some people that's gonna like the '90s better. There's some people that's gonna like the early 2000s with like Fifty, Ja, and Luda. There's some people that's gonna like like the time, the times between like 2010 to like 2000, like 15, where like you know the Drakes, Kendricks, Cuddies, like things like that but like you, every time you have like different artists opening the door like everybody starts singing on their stuff because drake pretty much then you see like a bunch of like different alternative rap like that you see derivate from people like kid cuddy but like not to say that there was never like rappers like singing but like okay i my bad i take that bad on like the drake thing i'll say kanye more than because like i feel like drake pretty much just like fine-tuned whatever like kanye and like wayne did and just he just started he said oh i'm gonna sing and rap but he can sing like better than kanye but i don't know i feel like a lot of people like take from greats like that and try to make their own sound just like i feel like millennials or like kids is making music now they're just like oh well you know if i listen to this band growing up or if i listen to like this rapper growing up i feel like i can make like a sound that's like similar or make like a sound that's like, you know, fresh or new or something that I like. Or just like, you know, if you're growing up in the hood, like you probably inspired by like a trap rapper. So you're going to start rapping about that or rapping about what you see. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like the childs of like Gucci man. Yeah, um, I mean, it's, 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 it's funny to see hip hop grow the way it's, it's been. I mean. And I, we were kind of born in the in the golden era of it, honestly, because I mean, yeah, I agree with that. I, I, we 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 were we grew up enough to to get the the real shit, and then mm-hmm. now we've seen it morph into pop. Mm-hmm. Like we know the good and the bad. Like we we aren't easily fooled. We're the era of not being easily fooled, and I think that we have an important position in music and just in this culture as well because. Not only with music, obviously the internet has shifted a lot of things in general, and definitely um, we have to to take take heed to the things that's going around, uh, uh, going around, uh, going around, going on around us. I couldn't get my shit right, <laughs> but uh, going on around us, and really understand the importance of our position of this culture shift because mm-hmm. that's what's going on. That's what's going on. I. I like how you just said that we we had a point right now where you can literally go and listen to songs that came out in the 30s and 40s and then you can go listen to Lil Pump like d- d- like regardless of if you wanted to do that or not the fact that you can do it and technology allows you to do it it's just great and 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 I don't think that we 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 are the f- the the first generation of that like the 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 people that are older than us mm-hmm. they seen the internet happen and some, 
they seen the internet happen and the people that participated at that time they were looked at as geeks mm-hmm. we were the children of people that were the consumers of the internet yeah that's facts we were the, the children of the time of the people that were the consumers of the internet and we grew up with the internet but we were able to grow up grow up with a portion of our lives where it wasn't any mm-hmm. and now that's everybody's life the, that's the, crazy the, that the, you say that because i just remember like the whole dial-up thing right now yeah me <laughs> yeah I, like it's literally like we were just growing at like the perfect time to be able to appreciate both so yes it's kind of weird like a lot of people either grow up not having it for a long time or a lot of people either grow up like just having it since they were born I yeah, know these like 18, 19 year old artists coming up. They always had the internet, right? And and we and we are the the only group out of that out of what you just said that is able to experience both. So we have an important position. And music in general, like I said, just culture in, in general has is shifting. But mm-hmm. we having a music conversation. So with music, the record labels are done. Streaming has taken over, and the artists are getting the control. Well, the artists are building their brands to have control to mm. be able to to uh, uh leverage control things like that uh for sure for sure uh th- so i'm i'm appreciative of that shift but wh- wh- where do you see going forward man i mean it, streaming and 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 th- this climate that we're in now and i mean music is is it's gonna be it's, it's, it's crazy man i don't even know what to 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 ask because i i don't really know where music is going to go going forward Okay, let me ask you something. How crazy would it be if like a streaming company opened like a record label, like Spotify? I mean, or I think Apple? that I think that that's what they're doing anyway. Honestly, it's probably gonna come pretty soon, and it's gonna mess up like everything. A lot of it's gonna mess up everything. Like, what if Pandora has like decided like I'm gonna make like a record label or Amazon Music, like, or we're gonna make a label. Like, the marketing, like their plays could go up like so much because of course if they're signed to like spotify i'm just gonna keep like putting them on all the playlists to keep like getting pushed like that and that's the only kind of thing where like i'm not saying like being at a label is dead but a lot of people aren't are looking at a a lot more like alternative routes than just getting a record label but there's a lot of pros and a lot of cons of like signing a record deal it just matters on like is the situation the best for you? Like your marketing is going to be up, but you're going to be taking home less. But do you think that, you know, do you think people are going to come out to your shows? Do you think you're going to be able, cause like, you know, artists make most of their music, their on money the off of like on the road mm-hmm. now anyway, and off of shows. So that's where you should really be putting all your money into is your live performance and your streaming. But like, if you're sitting there trying to be like, Oh yeah, I'm going to sign a record deal and this is going to be it. And then everything's going to take care of itself. Then, it's probably not going to happen for you or like you're going to be disappointed. I feel like, but I feel like that's probably going to be the next thing. Like a streaming label, a, a streaming company is well, probably going to have a record label. Well, chance kind of broke the mold. Honestly, he definitely did on, on the Joe Budden podcast. Mm-hmm. Did you listen to that? Yeah, I def I did. Yeah. And, and how he said that if you get your, uh, tick, I think mm-hmm. that's what they, what they, what they say in Chicago, get your tick, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you get what he said. Tick. Yeah, you get your tick right and shit. You know, you can holler at these streaming services. So I think that these streaming services should stay in a place. Honestly, the best thing that they should do is do partnership deals with these artists because if because of how you said that it's gonna fuck everything up if they become record labels. They will. And like, I definitely agree with what you said that you should just be doing partnership deals because you can really you're your own business and you can work with other businesses if you want like i get that with what chance was talking about but also get where joe was coming from where he kind of seems like you signed a deal it's like yes i did but like i'm an independent business and i'm myself so i struck a deal with them exclusively like any other company or any other brand would but you know i kind of get it from both sides but i do agree with you i a lot of people are just doing like partnerships especially people that like think about like six nine like 
you signed with an independent label. Yeah, it was like, 10, like 10 bands. Or it's 10, like 10 projects. Yeah, 10, 10 projects. K, 10K and, projects yeah, or something, something like that. that. But like, right, right, right. Does he really need to sign like a record deal? Well, that guy who, who owns that record label, uh-huh. his father owns like Columbia Music Group okay. or some crazy shit like that. It's, okay. some, it's some little shit. But see, you can use that as like your own marketing and stuff. Oh yeah, like that's, I definitely would do that. I'll just if you just want to use the record label for marketing and distribution, like go ahead. If you don't need, like that's why I'm saying it's better to have your own team. Like it's gonna take more out of your budget if you're gonna be, if the record label is assigning you like N A N R executive producers and like this is that and a third. The more that you try to put on like for yourself, like the more people that you find on yourself, the less money that's gonna take out of your pocket. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you've been you've been dropping a lot of ju- jewels and a lot of gems for the the up and coming artists, the up and coming streaming uh, era artists. Because I mean, they they do need to take it a lot more serious. They do need to um, do the homework, man. Do the homework mm-hmm. because the homework is very important. The homework is 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 where you ace the test. Doing the homework, doing the studying, and then you 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 take the test and you do good on it. And I I, I don't think that they are applying that same ideology when it comes to their their career path that they're trying to choose because uh-huh. that's what rap is like and especially in this climate like you you, you got to do the fucking work yeah. you have to you got to do the work like it, it's just it's just that literally that simple like w- w- with everybody having the access like everybody is good now that's the that's the fucking truth everybody is good now yeah. Everybody's hearing the fucking Drake. Everybody's hearing Lil Wayne. Everybody's hearing another Kendrick Lamar every day. But what you doing to be different? Yeah. What you doing to stand out? Yeah, that's the main thing. Like just standing out and not saying like I'll give two examples. Like Juice World and YBN Cordae. Like they're really young, but like they literally blew up organically. Like it really wasn't like anything. Like it may look fishy that Juice World blew up this much, but like he literally was making music in Chicago and like. I think, like, one of G Herbo's, like, boys or one of, like, Lil Bibby's boys, they just heard, like, yo, you need to listen to this man, Juice. So then G Herbo went to go listen to him. Then he went and told Bibby. He was like, bro, this man. He was like, I think he said something like, Shorty got it. Like, he got the talent. So then Juice World signed with G with Bibby. So then Bibby is, like, kind of, like, on his boss, like, shit. So he was like, he knows how to, he knows a little bit, like, how to market and, like, his older brothers labels shit. work. Yeah. Yeah, he got older brothers that was in the street. He, he, they come from some structured families. Yeah, man. they them, definitely them boys, do. They, they real smart, man. They're smart as hell. But it's like, you see, like, it's not really any, with him and Corday, like, it's not really any, like, gimmicks or stuff. Like, not to say that, like, 6 9 like, I'm never really condoning, like, how 6 9 goes about stuff, but, I mean, he is getting talked about. I'm not condoning rappers go down that path. That's a little extreme. It's kind of like... But he getting engagement. Yeah, That's he is. Fact, it's kind of like the whole 50 Cent stuff, like, just diss everybody to you, to, to you like, to the top. But 50 was really willing to stand behind the thing. Yeah. That was the difference. See, 6 9 it, <laughs> 6 9 it's just, like, the type of, like, this is the internet. It's like the internet kid is just, like, trolling you, and he knows you're going to bite into it, and mm-hmm. he just really smart about it, so... Mm-hmm. It's gonna work, but like you can build your stuff up organically without doing that. And I feel like a lot of artists feel like, well, like, well, I don't have colored hair or like face tats or this that, that. I was like, okay, you don't have to have that. There's other things that you can like promote your music by, like, or get your city behind you. Like, maybe throw a show and have like your favorite charity get behind of it that's gonna bring eyes to you because it's gonna bring eyes like oh this dude is trying to support like something good in the community and let me go and check out his music it's just like small stuff like thinking like about stuff like that maybe do a fan giveaway maybe all that money that you claim on having go buy some designer and give it away to a fan like then they're gonna run back and tell all the other people it's just like there's plenty of ways to like market yourself you just gotta be willing to like brainstorm sit down and like think of like of a solid marketing plan and like there's no right or wrong way to do it because like really like i mean it's a it's 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 how many billion people on the planet i don't even know it's like 11 billion people on the planet so it's like with that being said you can find the market definitely you can find the market we we live in the most marketable country in the world right now so Mm -hmm. like we created this marketing shit, so mm-hmm. it's, it's 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 if you're in America right now, you don't have no excuse if you ask me. But um, you really don't. I I um 
I, I want to get away from a little bit of the um, music talk and ask you what's what's next. You said you were getting into the management uh, again. I should say getting into the management. You uh, still obviously going to keep your ear to the streets and mm. do what you got to do with that. C- continue to create your uh, playlist on Spotify. You are running your um, your your brand. Um, Spotify viral. Yeah, Spotify and viral. Talk about that actually. Talk about the Spotify viral. What is that? What what for the people that don't know but should know what is that? What is what, talk to us. It's pretty much like I'm like looking at songs on Spotify because I used to do this for again like John Tanner's and I used to do this for like like some people at like Alamo Records. Like I used to just scour like the SoundCloud, not SoundCloud, but the Spotify charts and like look at like trending artists and look for like good artists and like you know go to like the blogs and try to find like you know look at their plays and stuff so like people now they're more like visual learners a lot of people like when i first got into the game like a lot of people were like editorial music blogs that was probably like back around like 2011 2012 but like now the blog era is coming to like an end so every day like and like at the end of the week i would report to john with like a report of like different artists and looking at how their plays grew or like looking at where they moved on the charts or seeing if they fell off or came back on and see what was like trending. So pretty much I just took that whole idea and just be like, let me just like craft tweets and see if people like follow it because I'm already finding these like dope artists. And it's, I'm, it's a combination of like really big artists, but it's also a combination of like, artists that like I feel like that could blow up or artists I feel like because I've posted people that have like less than 100 followers on there or less than 100 monthly listeners on Spotify so that's where really Spotify viral is it's just combining like people's obsession with numbers and people's obsession with like quality music along with like visual aesthetics because you see like majority of the stuff I post on there is like videos and like if you think about like i know one day i had picked up my mom's print cd and like every single song was like five minutes but like now you think about it you listen to a song like damn five minutes is like super long but like you're literally thinking like if i'm showing snippets of the song and people like that snippet people are going to be more prone to go listen to that and like People going if you're leaving snippets and stuff is gonna want leave people wanting more, or leave people to like, damn I need to go listen to this or damn who is this or damn this song is fire like that's my whole ideology about around like Spotify viral it's like to have quality music good aesthetics and like provide information and numbers on like up and coming artists and stuff that people can appreciate it and like even though. It's like still early. Like I have a lot of big A and R's following me, and people from like Capitol Records, RCA Records, like Sony, Columbia, like um, somebody a part of like this company that helps do the publishing for like Anderson Pop just followed me, and like they'll go. F- I just filter the traffic back to like my regular like Twitter, my Sofa King Cole one too, but like I've been getting like a lot of industry people following my thing only because they really mess with my taste in music and that's one thing that every job that I apply for all the music jobs I apply for all the A&Rs they said they really like my ear for music and that is really eclectic so like I just try to combine all that into making this marketing thing that was Spotify viral and it's doing pretty well right now it's gotten me connected with a lot of different people but I know I'm I'm still trying to figure out what I can do with it and I'm also trying to still figure out what I can do with my my uh YouTube content too. Cuz like if I can write it and put it in an editorial then that means I can like speak it. And like a lot of people like I said before a lot of people don't read they just read headlines or read little bullets. So that's why I try to that's why I feel like Twitter is the best app because you can just put little bullets of information everybody can read it like boom 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 play a video and be like okay I like this it's just like a whole like psychological thing really so that's why I made Spotify viral okay okay well um cause so will that help play with your management I mean and then actually before I get to that cause I wanted to ask you this I've been wanting to ask you this Mm -hmm. for 
I'm pretty sure. Are you gonna uh, change the name? Uh, if I want to make money off of it, I definitely have to change the name because Spotify will shut me down. Of course, like right now, I don't have I don't have any affiliation with Spotify. This is that and a third, but it's literally just to provide information. Like there's Twitters, it's called like Spotify charts and stuff. But like, as long as I'm not making like money off of like the Spotify name, which I'm not, then I should be okay. The only thing that I feel like that could happen is just like if one of these record companies try to crack down on me and try to be like, oh, well, you have this. So we want to get rid of your like Twitter or whatever, because I already had like somebody from. I already had like somebody from like Epic or whatever like take my one of my like 2017 uh, reviews down from for like it was like t- best out al- best rap albums of 2017. They took my shit down because it had like a Drake snippet in there. But like the snippets by rule can be I read that can be anywhere between like seven and thirteen minutes and like they use bots to scour like YouTube mm-hmm. to take down the copyright shit. So mm-hmm. they ended up taking down like two of my videos and. I was highly upset about that. But, like, I mean, that's really the only thing I could feel like I could stop it. But, like, I'm mainly using it as a tool to show that I can grow, like, I can grow and maximize, like, different artists or, like, labels, like, follower count with, like, the content I'm putting out and to show off, like, my ear of music at the same time. Because ultimately, like, I'm not opposed to doing like a lot of more stuff, but like I'd prefer to be like an A and R or work for like an administrative team. Like I wouldn't mind doing like publishing or like distribution. But like my whole goal, I feel like I just want to discover like really good music and just introduce it to like different people. That's really what I want to do. And like help like artists that I feel like that has talent like reach their like maximum potential. And you know, make some money off of it, but like Oh, you got to make. You got yeah, to you got to make money. Yeah, and I got to feed myself. Yeah, you got to feed. Yourself, I feel like yeah. I'm more like because you know, there's some people there. Uh, as I know, a lot of people know. There's a, some A and R's I talked out to out. I talked to out there. Like, I feel like they're more interested in numbers, but and I know it may seem that way to a lot of people, but like, I, there's a lot of A and R's I've talked to that they really actually care about artist development. There's a lot that care that don't, but then. I feel like there's a good handful that do that does. But then again, that matters about like who you're signing to, like what kind of people they have on their label, like who you're coming into that label under. Like, do they actually care about like developing your talent to the maximum potential or they care about you because you have like you got like two, three million like plays on like a couple songs and they're just going to try to just sign you and see how it goes like. I would say stay away from people like that, but like, if you see that there's a situation that could use that you could use them and they could use you, I'd say like you know try it out or go for it. Try to do like anything that's gonna like maximize your brand and your music. I'd say. I, I definitely um can concur with that for mm. sure for sure. Um, so I mean we definitely covered a lot i mean uh, like i said uh definitely got, gave a lot of gems for up-and-coming a&rs up-and-coming artists themselves i mean because it honestly goes hand in hand mm. um because w- you, you you don't have one without the other yeah exactly. you don't have one without the other so that that the, the advice was was definitely for a lot for a lot of people and I appreciate you for for sitting down and giving that giving that information on this platform. I no appreciate problem, that. Man. I appreciate you for having me, man. I, like I said, it's always a pleasure, man. Because like I said, I, and anybody that that's that's respect respectable on my end, I appreciate that. I appreciate mm-hmm. that when they they show the same gratitude. Um, and with with no further ado, man, I appreciate you for being here. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me, and. That's my second favorite part of the show. You already know what it is. You know what it ain't. It's your boy, Flash A. Ray. You know my name. You know my game. And I'm out. I appreciate y'all for tuning in once again. Make sure you go follow the Talk That Talk social media pages, Twitter and Instagram at TTT Media Co. And for the latest updates for the Talk That Talk media service, log on to tttmedia.co because we're a company.
Subscribe to the SoundCloud at soundcloud.com forward slash TTT Media. And with a quick search of Flashe Ray, don't forget the dollar sign on your iTunes podcast app. Subscribe to Talk That Talk podcast as well. And to make it easy, everything can be accessed on the website. Again, that's tttmedia.co because we're a company. Leave comments, feedback. It's all appreciated. And this episode was really dope. This is the first time sitting across from someone that's behind the scenes of the music business. Ghost dropped a lot of knowledge for those who just want to walk in his footsteps and take the A&R route. And even if you don't want to do that and be on the stage, Jared was able to just provide proper insight for what it takes to take your music career to the next level. And just be, be appreciative of the game, man. I mean, uh, uh, just to be appreciative, pretty much. And just make sure you're checking out uh, Jared Ghost's YouTube with a quick search of Ghost the Tastemaker. Tune into his music reviews as well as following his personal Twitter page at SofaKingCole92. And don't forget his brand at SpiderFiVibral on Twitter as well. And I appreciate y'all for listening. It's your boy Flashay Ray. You know my name. You know my gang. And I'm out.